Welcome to How to Decorate from Ballard Designs, a podcast all about the trials and triumphs of decorating and redecorating your home. Each week, they'll help you unleash your inner decorator. I'm Caroline. I write the How to Decorate blog. And I'm Taryn, and I'm a product designer. And I'm Karen. I head up Ballard's branding team. We're We're your hosts. Join the expert team at Ballard Designs for tips, tricks, and tales from interior designers, stylists, and other talents in the design world. Plus, we'll answer a listener question at the end of the show. So don't forget to send them to podcast at BallardDesigns.net. Yes, we love answering them. And now, on with the show. Okay, so before we start Trials and Triumphs, I do think that every listener should know that I started following Zillow Gone Wild on Instagram. Oh, do I need to follow it? It's funny because they just, oh they look my. at Zillow post and they pick these extreme houses. And so you get to like, look at them and be like, who is like, they're fun. It's fun. It's not as funny as the uh, ugly please ones. Hate, please, please don't hate, hate these things. It's not as funny as that, but it's like, it's, it's fun to look at the houses because they're so bad guys. You'll oh like it. Gosh. Oh, You'll and like it, it includes the, um, like the pricing and all of the like specs. So that's <laughs> like you, oh, technically, like if you like it, you, you could. Yeah. Wow. So I wanted to start there. Yes. But now we can go into trials. It's suggested for everyone. Well, Taryn, <laughs> I feel like you, well, wait, should you go first or last? Cause you definitely have, the I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to rob, I feel like, the next few shows. Finally, guys. Next year, as you should. As you should. Well, great. Well, then you just go. You go. Take it away. All right, guys. So, mine's, uh, we'll just go with mine's a triumph. We moved over the holiday. Yeah, what a time to move. Um, Well, because we didn't get to take our beautiful, amazing trips like we always do, it was a great year for it because I had two weeks to kill. So um, it really, and we had saved time for the move. So it just happened over the holiday. So we did spend Christmas in our old house and then we moved the Monday after. Um, And it went pretty well. it took us about four days to get settled into this um, this rental house we're in, and it's another ranch, one style. But um, David's working in the basement, so it's even quieter. Nice. And um, the uh, closets are real small, but the living space is really big, so it's great. You know, the negative to the rental is I know it's like just a little bit of time, but you know it's natural to just want to make it feel like home and cozy mm-hmm. though. And yeah. So there's like a level of decorating you want to do, but then you have to like tell yourself no, you know, like, no, this is not my permanent space. Well, you should hang a picture. Like what, what are you oh, wearing? Yeah, yes. What's your cutoff on level of decorating? It's like, picture. oh, I should order drapes for this. Oh, room. no. Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. No, no. We hung art. We placed art. We moved furniture, all the lighting. I did order more lights because this house um, doesn't have much overhead lighting, actually. So you need lamps. And we have, and our, our other house had more windows and this doesn't. So I've ordered a lot of lamps, but I think they'll work in the new house, too. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I did a bunch of that. But other than that, it's been really nice. So that was my triumph is we did it. So wait, wait, more about the, more about the new house. The, like how long do you anticipate being in the rental house? Because the last time we talked, you had thought you were going to be in an apartment. Yes. Okay. So if that's the last thing I said, so we decided on a home, which was a really great call. Um, just, I think with my, our family and how we function and also, there's a little detail, I think, here. Leaving yes. out to our listeners. And I am pregnant, so I... Woo! Woo! 
Yes, you two knew and I've forgotten to share. So yes, we are um, expecting number two and it's another little boy. So I know that between a running toddler of age three and a baby that nobody is going to want to share a wall with us. And I'm not when are you due? I'm due um, in February, beginning of February. So oh gosh, you guys, in like 10 minutes. Yes, yeah. you guys will not hear my voice for most of spring. <laughs> but I'll be back by summer, don't worry. Um, but yes, yeah, so that was also one of the reasons we have decided to um, rent a house versus a, an apartment, which is great. Um, there's plenty of space for another small human being. And um, I guess, is it, is it, I don't, again, I'm going to steal this whole show. I'm so sorry. So the signs are all up in our old house, which we will, you know, the house. What, what do you mean the signs are up? The, um, the permit, permit signs. Like we got, got yes. It. Mm-hmm. Yes. Even our um, builders put his sign up and our architect put his sign up. So now we just look like a advertisement between mm-hmm. that and the yellow fencing or the orange fencing for the trees. Mm-hmm. Arborists have come out and done that. So uh, our bills be ahead. Yes. So our builder thinks next week might, she already might be knocked down. My old ranch. Whoa. Which is wild. It's wild. Um, so, okay, to what? I don't. If if he tells us when, I think so. My sisters would like to go and sit across the street with popcorn. Your son would love and it. Yeah, yes. all the tractors. I think I might sob, but I'm also happy that. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, it's a I'm happy chapter. and upset. Yeah, it's a very mixed chapter. There- I don't know if I'll be. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like this needs to be a whole episode just about you because I have so many questions for you. Um, first, <laughs> did you take anything from the old house that you are keeping like sentimentally? I mean, obviously like furniture, but like or something or I don't know, like anything um, that you were like, we need to keep this. No, we had talked about taking a few bricks and trying to like put them in. Um, we're doing hardy plank, so we don't need bricks on the outside, but um mm-hmm. And then I talked about even taking like a few floor planks and having them like cut like right around like a doorway or something um, just as like a yeah, ode, just- ode to. Um, but really the weird part about the age of that house is it's like, you know, end of the 50s, 60s. There wasn't any, it was all clean. There was no moldings to take. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like the fireplace didn't even have a mantle. We added a mantle. So uh-huh. so there's no meaning there. Um, it So it's a weird, it's a weird thing to say goodbye, but it's also like it was time, you know, mm-hmm. it, it functioned well for so long, but yeah. And of course the basement's already full of water because the power's been out. So no pump's been there and it like slightly rained. And I was like, I needed this to happen. So I could be like, oh, <laughs> done with you. <laughs> done. Um, oh my gosh. Okay, next next question is, what was like the hardest part about just getting to this point? Because I feel like that would be probably the most daunting part of building a house to me would be permitting, plans, like the tree, the arborist, like you said, like the all financing, the things, like yeah. all the things. It was hard for us to pick a builder mm-hmm. because you're not even in the process yet, you know, and so you don't know how you're interviewing the people, but also 
the pricing and the material, you know, and they're, you know, that part was hard because I, you know, we're trying to fi- figure out who we would trust and get along with and be able to be confrontational with. And um, I'm pretty excited about who we picked because he lives two houses down. <laughs> our oh, nice. So he can literally walk to his job site, quote unquote, if he comes mm-hmm. to check on it. Um, and if any of the neighbors have any issues, <laughs> he's down the street. Right. He's just hoping he's going to be invested. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was funny. I did talk to all my neighbors around us. And, you know, I was like, well, if you have any issues, uh, he lives right there. Just uh, knock on his door. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, um, and, you know, of course, I was like, well, we're heading back. So we're coming back. So obviously we don't want any like issues with any neighbors it's gonna be your neighbor forever so a lot of our neighbors are excited most of them are like good here's some more value in the neighborhood so i think we're we're okay um but i think the builder was hard and then the permitting just takes so long and you just have to you have to revolve your life around the permitting and you just don't know how long it will take so Mm -hmm. and our city which i'm in atlanta proper and everything just it's taking longer with covid of course and stuff like that but yes that part's been interesting just because you kind of have been on hold and especially us knowing we were having a kid and we didn't want to put the house on hold and so um, moving pregnant was not fun um david did a lot of stairs i mean it's kind of nice you get out of having to carry anything (laughs) yes that's true so that was all (laughs) very good Good i was gonna say Yes. And my trial, you guys, was that, and you guys will love this because you all know I've kept my kid home all year with me and like tried to figure out alternative just because of how afraid I was of COVID. That was me. That's how I was functioning. I was trying to figure it out. And I've been so careful, so, so careful. And even the holidays, we didn't spend with family because of COVID. And um, oh, no. I knew... I knew the move was going to be like, we have to expose ourselves like in some small form or fashion because I can't carry things. I can't do it. So, um, yes, my sister, I had one of my sisters help me and we did wear masks and, but my sister has tested positive, of course. And I was like, of all the time for her to get it, for her to get it is the time that I used her and I, and she feels awful, of course, because I've been so careful, but I like, I'm like, I had to use her. I, mm-hmm. there was no one. I mean, How's it was feeling she's doing okay. Her husband has it too. They're doing okay. They're just feeling crummy and lost taste. And, and what about you guys? You've tested negative. We have, I'm, you guys are on the, on the beginning of this. So by the time you've, uh. this episode, you'll have not, we, we got tested. So I just don't have the results yet. They'll be yeah. back mm-hmm. soon. I don't have any symptoms. I just know we were all wearing masks because of course I wouldn't let them not wear masks around me. Um, but they helped move things into the house. So it's definitely possible for sure, you know, so with how contagious this is. So that was my like. Well, and it just depends on like when they end. were exposed. And- right. It's all of that. It's all all right. Like I wasn't, we didn't hug. We weren't like holding hands, you know, like I've been so, (laughs) so good about it. It's just like, you know, it was like, oh, on top of Of course, like being this pregnant, I didn't want to like deal with this right now. I was being so careful, but it is what it is. I mean, I had to have help. So I I keep trying to tell her that I was like, I couldn't have done it without you. So that's a sturdy baby you got in there too. So yes, I'm at a Mm -hmm. point where at least I'm like, if, if need be, they can take this baby and he'll be fine. Like that's mm-hmm. where I'm at. And so that mentally 
has you might start demanding that soon like get this baby (laughs) out of me (laughs) i've heard people do that i have not experienced it yet and as most of you who've listened from the beginning i had my first son at 24 weeks so anywhere past then has been i feel like it's a first time i feel like a first time mom right now or pregnant i should say right barely showing Oh, I well, yeah. I, I mean, mm-hmm. Elliot was so so early that yeah. it's been wild to actually have a normal pregnancy. So that <laughs> is not. I mean, all, not something to yeah. talk about. But I know you're, you're very grateful to be this far along. But when you are oh, that far along, so you're like, this is kind of horrible. <laughs> but, but like, no, the, I'm still obviously the alternative is yes. worse. But you know, <laughs> no, my doctor keeps laughing because I keep going in and I'm like, made it another two weeks. <laughs> pumped up and she's like you you are a special type of you know person there's only she's like it's the people who had such a hard time getting pregnant and people who've been through things like you that like every time you show up to an appointment you're like yes 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 i'm still pregnant <laughs> i was like you better believe it i celebrate every so yes it's yeah, officially yeah. getting to the point of like hard to like do tie your shoes and things so i'm getting there to the little bit of complaining but i i'm not not too much yeah i'm good yeah. But yes, I think that's all my updates, guys. You're all welcome. No. Well, wait, wait, wait. Caroline was asking how long you think it's going to take oh. to build this house. We have been told a year. So okay. this time next year, we should be moving in. But like you guys know, it's going to be, I think my timing will be perfect for everyone because I'm going to disappear with a kid. They're going to knock it down. We've already done the architectural plans. They're going to be framing it up. So by the time I get back, guys, it's going to be like decision time. We're going to be talking paints, finishes, you know, yeah. well, right now it's like, it'll be the actual layout. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and that's I think all mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I will need everyone's help. It's going to be hands-on. All sure. hands-on deck, everybody. <laughs> all hands-on, yeah, all of you, listeners too, I'm going to need you to write in. Did but you, I, did you start an Instagram for this? Like we all wanted? Yes. So those, <gasps> those listening... Those listening who would like to is um, follow is do do do. It's the Schwartz House. David had a cuter name, but I had already picked it. So, <laughs> what was his name? Um, the Con. What was he going to call it? The Conway Colonial, because we live off a, a road. Conway. Yeah. And I was like, well, I already made it. So sorry. Ooh, Caroline Hardy's <laughs> following. See? I you have yeah, 84 exciting. followers. It is. Um, That's yes, a lot of followers. I made it. I did make it. He has 83 point. sisters. So. I do. Yeah. yeah. That's true. That was just my family. Yes. <laughs> but I will post my updates there. That way you guys don't miss any steps along the way. But um it will not be as kid gross as my usual Instagram, so it should be better. It'll be Thank much goodness. I know, Karen. Oh. I did this one just for you. Oh, no, <laughs> Elliot's like the cutest kid. He ever, actually, so, I mean, cute. other than mine, but yeah. he's hard to hate. <laughs> Well, thank you guys. Yeah. Yes. So I would, I'll do my post on there and just kind of photos. But right now the house is empty and we're just waiting for her to get knocked down now. And so leave your Christmas tree in the house. <laughs> so that I yes. saw that. I'm like, that was brilliant. Why? It's <laughs> so annoying. Yeah. I mean, well, the comical part that people have already commented on is they're like, are there pumpkins on your front steps? Because 
I took this photo, one of the photos recently, it was in December and they're like, why are there pumpkins on your front steps? And I was like, one, I'm too pregnant to pick them up. It's not safe. Two, David's <laughs> too lazy to remove them. So they stayed. <laughs> so and I have like a bobcat and like, you know, oh yeah, yeah. all we things left, out there. The basement, we left a good amount of stuff down there just because they're digging it out. Like you remember my big blue bed? Do you remember my big yes. blue bed? Yeah. Oh yeah. We left her down there. She's probably floating at this point. Did you build that with your dad? I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just so big. <laughs> There's no, we were not hauling it to one more location. I think it's made it through like four moves and we were done. We were like, mm-hmm. farewell. So there's quite a few things in the basement. Oh, and then our Halloween coffin, which is a (laughs) coffin that we built um, for our food during our Halloween party. We let that go too. And so my nieces and nephews were down there and they're like, why is there a coffin in your basement? (laughs) I was like, I can't tell you. (laughs) So... Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Anyway, so yes, we left a few things, but um, she's pretty much stripped otherwise. So she's ready to go. So, so did you, what about like stuff like chandeliers and stuff that you had we put took, in? We took, took some stuff. Mm-hmm. We yeah. took all the lighting. I took a, oh, there we go. I took one of the original light fixtures. It's just a little lantern with some etched glass. I don't know where I'll put it, but she's so sweet and old that I took her. That was probably the the rest I think we put in. And so mm-hmm. we took we took all those. Some sisters took some pendants. Some sisters, you know, my 83 sisters took uh, vanity <laughs> lights. Um, all the mirrors were actual, like we just hung mirrors. So we took all those. I don't know if we'll use them or end up selling them. So yeah. we're at a weird phase where it's like, you know, we won't don't know what each room looks like yet exactly. So mm-hmm. do you have things we- in storage, Sharon, or is everything in the yes. rental? Okay, storage. We, we have a storage unit. And we, the rental actually has a finished or half finished basement that doesn't look flooded. Stay tuned. Um, and so most of my wardrobe is down there. So let's hope that's the case. Um, but it does have a basement that we can store things in. So we have tons, tons of boxes because there's so okay. much of this house too that we, I boxed up half my pots and pans even and was like, like, what, what do we need for the year? And then all my entertaining stuff, which, you know, I love all my entertaining stuff, but we put it all in boxes. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay, I, I assume you're going to start like buying things for the new house. Like, and I mostly mean like faucets mm-hmm. or whatever, or maybe your bu- builder buys that, I guess. But are are you going to ship stuff to your house and store it in your house? Or are you going to like, how does that work? I think for the first part, until you have doors that you can lock on the build, on the build house, you won't be shipping to that house. No, I know that. But like, what, I assume your builder would buy some of it, right? I I don't know yet. Actually, so like oh, okay. I think right. well, we we pick them out so just I don't know. Because it's a custom okay. home, it's not like um I know some of those It's in your houses, budget though. I'm imagining there's a budget for it. Mm-hmm. There's a which budget. Which means for- you pick it out and then he buys mm-hmm. it and if you go over budget then you pay the difference. Correct. So his, yeah. So they have buckets for every everything, and it's like Karen said. So we could do top of the line faucet in this room, and then five <laughs> bottom of the line faucets throughout. You Forty dollar Amazon faucet. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I've never done that. <laughs> I've never done that. Um, exactly. So we'll um, we'll see how that process. But we have ordered. 
we've ordered some stuff already and had it shipped to the rental house. Mm-hmm. So, okay, all right. Mm-hmm. Just I was just wondering about that. I, had, like, I had did that when we renovated it because we, you know, only did half the house. We we popped up, so I had the whole basement available to put things mm-hmm. in. Um, we stored some things in the basement, put some things in storage, and but the things in okay. the basement, you know, they got really dusty and things because we redid all the floors and all that. But I was able to ship things to the house, faucets and whatnot. Well, one or two of them just disappeared. And I had to reorder because they couldn't be found. Well, then they were, I found them like two years later oh, of course, yeah. in a stack, you know, of, oh, here's a, um, you know, a bunch of boxes of storage stuff and a brand new faucet that I now can't return because it's two years later. So. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. Great. Oh, my Never gosh. Perfect. Well, if you... If you remember any tips or tricks along the way, Karen, you are you're supposed to help me out here. So well, the number one tip, and you shared this actually with a listener of ours the other day who I think DM'd you or emailed us, I think, emailed us about how to stay organized, you know, when you're mm-hmm. doing the house and where to even start. And you said, you know, I have a different Pinterest board for every room. I did the same thing. Because when you're shopping for faucets or tile or anything, really it's so easy to forget where you saw it, even if you bookmark pages and you blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. So um, building a Pinterest board for each room, even if I couldn't decide between four faucets for the bathroom or this time, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Sticking it all on that one board and then looking at it together. And then it links you right to the site when you're ready mm-hmm. to purchase made it so helpful to me. So I thought that was brilliant information and you're already doing it. So everybody oh, else wow. in the world do that. <laughs> <laughs> but it also helps you visualize the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like totally. I like Pinterest for this reason, like you said, and you can save it too, and it, in a way, it even helps you to remind you. But yeah, my husband does not like Pinterest. He just doesn't like its functionality. It's funny; he gets so frustrated on there, and I'm like, I don't understand. It works <laughs> fine for me. Yeah. Well, now that I've taken the whole thing, I think that covers all the major things. I'm excited. Okay. I'm. Yeah, I'm. Cannot wait to hear the full. Like yes. we'll get to hear every step of the way. So that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So follow along again. I don't know how interesting I'll be, but I'll try my best. <laughs> Can I complain about the new build next door to me some more? Yes. Yes. Because <laughs> you, I, you, you are my neighbor, too. right? I'm mm-hmm. guessing. So mm-hmm. as a reminder, a ginormous house is being built next door to me, but it's a spec house. So it is not, uh, there's not a neighbor for me to chat with and I don't know who's going to live there. And yeah, y'all, it's so irritating. Well, first of all, I will commend the crew. They're polite. They're nice. They're tidy. You know, they're they're doing a nice job on all of that kind of like neighborhood relation stuff, mm-hmm. except for like knocking our fence down and breaking a few things. But that was not intentional. And that's, you know, not the right. norm. But the house itself, y'all, uh, I hope that the people that move in don't listen to the podcast because I am trash talking this house bad. <laughs> um, it was ginormous. And they have put... And your houses are close together. Very close. We live in town. So I think there's... Um, we each have a... Uh, we have to be seven feet away from our property line. So our house is probably 14 feet away from each other um, with our property line being in the middle. And... You know, most of the houses that are designed and built here, and it's a bungalow neighborhood. So there are some houses that are very large, even though they look like bungalows, um, but they're built to kind of look like the vibe. But they're also designed so that, you know, when you look out the 
kitchen window, you're not looking in someone's bathroom. You know, you like adjust the site plan for the lot and the where it's going to be. And that has not happened with this home. So these ginormous windows on the side of the house looking directly into my kitchen or directly into the dining room, one looking directly into Jacob's bathroom. I just don't understand. I don't understand who wants that. Why they want when, yeah. Why would they want to look at that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I understand you want light, but there's a way to do that without having a picture window. They have one giant picture window at the front of the house looking out onto the street that is a bathroom. It has to be. Those I don't understand. Well, I would assume it's because they don't have a client. They don't have a a homeowner. So they're just building. It might not be an architect. Oh, y'all. Oh, I don't understand. And then ginormous deck and everything, which is lovely, except that it has a view of every single person's backyard that to their left, to their right, to the back. All like, do you really want to sit and look in everyone's business? And I'm hoping so. I agree. So I emailed (laughs) the builder a few weeks ago and said, hi, I kill him with kindness is my thing. So I'm like, Hey, um, I noticed that there are a lot of windows that look directly into the ha- my house, um, some even into like bathrooms. So I'm wondering if you could share your landscaping plan with me. I'm very curious because I'm trying to figure out if I need to invest in a lot of drapery or if there's going to be <laughs> somebody right. dividing these properties. Um, because one of the lines is my driveway. I can't put anything there because it's my driveway. I can't plant anything. There's no room. Right. So he didn't reply. So then I... I sent it again, I don't know, a few days ago and said, oh, just popping this up to the back of your inbox. <laughs> I know the holidays have been busy for all of us. You know, Merry Christmas or whatever. <laughs> Happy New Year. So we'll see if I hear from him. I hope bamboo? I do. I mean, but I don't have, I mean, I guess I could plant bamboo. I'm afraid of bamboo. Yeah, it's invasive. Yeah. And bamboo is pretty scary. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, we'll see. I had to plant ginormous trees in the back of my yard when the people behind me basically mm-hmm. dug out. Remember, they dug out their lot and then built their house a kind of up higher and two stories. Yes. Very large. Um, and also like looks into your yard. Yes. Looks right. At, yeah. Same kind of thing. And they don't want to look at me either. So we put big, you know, cypress trees back there, which have now grown tall enough that they can't see us. So I guess we'll just start over and do that again. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, I feel so bad. And I, I mean, again, because I'm, I'm on the other end of it now too. I, you know, it's just, I do feel bad. I don't, ours won't change too much other no. than having an up, having an upstairs. We'll be looking now we'll be looking into the backyard behind us where before they were looking, they built up. And so they were looking at us. So now yeah. we'll just be even. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What do you guys well, think also, about cafe curtains? Because I've, I've, their ginormous dining room looks directly into my kitchen, where I go in the morning in my robe and make my coffee and stuff. I'm not generally scantily clad, but I'm sure it's not going to be anything they want to look at. And you don't do, like grapes. I don't or like cafe. Don't, I don't, don't like. like how, I like. I, I don't mind a cafe curtain in general, but I like how clean my kitchen looks. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'd have to be pretty tailored and white. I don't know. We don't sell any. Um, I think a really like well-made, like tight pleat, mm-hmm. you know, pinch pleat one, um, mm-hmm. 
can be like oh, really um yeah really, just go to really country com. i think that's what it's called <laughs> i think there are i mean obviously i think there there are hor- horrible ones but i do feel like there's some Who good ones and I, okay karen i have the perfect fabric i think you should use hold on i'm gonna drop it in the chat we used to have we used to have them i like i had a cafe panel for a while in my front window and it was very plain it, it wasn't it was very plain and I liked it a lot because it, it functioned like, so I felt like no one was looking in and I could be, but I could pull it. Mine, I had it. So it was just two pieces. So I could pull it if I wanted to look out. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Well, that's okay. sort of, I, I think a cafe curtain in your kitchen, but do it in like a really cool fabric. So you think you, pattern. I was thinking just white linen. Of course, me. Okay. My most boring. Look at that, look at that living pattern. Living that I just sent Karen the Miles Red Schumacher. It's like a broken stripe, but I think it would look so cool. Okay, y'all, Karen's house is cool. It you, is a cool house. You like edge, Karen. And I feel like this, like a like kind of a pattern for you would make a cafe curtain like hip. Mm-hmm. I do. Th- you're, you know what? Now that you say that, I do feel like if I'm going to do a cafe curtain, I probably should try to make it interesting. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, like I, a, you could do like a cool um, tape trim along the bottom, mm-hmm. you know, or um, something. I you think know, as but, long as it's not like, you know, super. No checks. <laughs> I will. I do want to weigh in because this is going to be my triumph and I, I could talk about it next week. But I just want to weigh in on how expensive drapery is. I know we've talked about it a few times. Um, it's custom drapery, I guess is what I'm saying, you know, and, mm-hmm. and even, you know, when you buy drapery um, from from a company like Ballard who works really hard to make it affordable, you need many panels and it adds up really it's quickly. Still, yeah. Yeah, and mm-hmm. so you could easily be at, you know, $1,000 a room, easily with an inexpensive panel. Mm-hmm. And then when mm-hmm. you start going custom, um, I'm thinking about these cafe panels, um, you know, it just adds up because it's a lot of fabric, it's a lot of labor. And so what I'm getting to is my Triumph, which is my Roman change, which I finally had made for my sunroom. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you guys, and, and I'm, 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 I don't want to say it, but I'm going to tell you how much it costs in labor. Okay, which makes me want to choke. This is not the fabric. It's no, just but I think it's good for people to know. Yeah. This is a reference point for y'all. And they don't function. These are non-functioning Roman shades. <laughs> um, because uh, remember, we've been we've been told that Roman shades always break. They always yes. break. So if you really want something that's going to block light, that you're going to move a lot, uh, put a little roller blind behind the shade, hide it back there and use that as your functioning thing. And then you uh, get a Roman shade that doesn't work or cut the trim off you know the ribbon the what is it string the cord yeah cord mm-hmm. that thing so i got non-functioning which required less fabric so it sent me money in fabric but still a lot of labor it was a thousand dollars per shade just for the labor yeah that's just crazy. for the labor so um i mean i'm in love with them i love them i think they look so beautiful and even joe mooney who about choked when i was like i'm writing a check <laughs> um <laughs> When we hung them, he was like, this looks really cool. Um, it really makes it. It, it yes. makes it. It totally makes a room. I agree. Like it finishes it so well. But it's to your point. It's like. Wolf. Yeah. Wolf. Um, yeah. So, you know, be in love with what you with what you decide. 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a great point. Yeah. You know? Um, so anyway, I'll have to do a little more research on the cafe curtain thing because if I do want it to be cool, it'll be an investment and then I'll have to, you know, really think about it a while. So, and start saving some money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, the good news is that no one will likely live there for a while. So you have time. Yeah, I have a little time. And they're smaller. Like, no, even though, again, your price is high, I will say they are big. Yours is Mine not a small window. very wide. They're yeah. probably mm-hmm. bigger than six feet wide, each window. So three yeah. of those is what's in my sunroom. Yeah, and I don't. there wouldn't be as much pattern match, I don't think, um, for the cafe curtains and stuff. So mm-hmm. I don't think it and would be. And the cafe curtains would be a lot less fabric. Yes, yes. So, yeah. But I do want to post some um, before and after pictures of my room and my room with my Roman shades, because to your point, I just really feel like it finished the room up um, mm-hmm. and it's where I work every day. So I, I like having it be prettier. Yeah, it looks great. <laughs> mm-hmm. we, can, we can see, well, you can sometimes see we can bit. see the little tail. Yeah. There, there we go. go. It looks so good. It does look so good. I was going to say I had, I had custom ones made for over my sinks in my kitchen and my, um, in the ranch and, um, they looked fantastic and I ended up not using them even though they were functioning. I didn't really use them, um, Mm -hmm. for that reason. And it was, it just like capped it. It made it just look finished and it was Mm -hmm. so good. Um, mine were cheaper, but I don't, I don't remember how much cheaper it still was. It was still was very pricey. Mm -hmm. So I imagined the width of this really affected it as well you know, pattern mm-hmm. matching, put it, cause this is three pieces of fabric mm-hmm. that they put together. And, um, mm-hmm. so imagine that. Yeah. Yeah. It. My windows were definitely less than, cause if a, if fabric's 52 inches wide. Yeah. That, and usually windows are like 36. Yeah. My yeah, windows right? were closer to like 30 even, I think mm-hmm. they're small. So it, it made it, yeah, I probably less matchy matchy, but anyway, I think that's yeah. good that we're sharing that. I think it's good to mm-hmm. remind people cause I know you, uh, for us, we mix, like, again, I bought those silk panels from Ballard that I still absolutely love. But then I've had some custom ones made that I've loved, too. So, mm-hmm. And, you know, and the, the roller shades were like $30. They're amazing. And we put a link to that um, before. And I will just give a shout out to the company. It's called Chicology. They're great. Y'all, get on there. Order them. Yeah. Well, I mean, because when you buy stuff that's so inexpensive, you're like, is this going to be a piece of junk? Uh, it's nice and it and it's not. Yeah. That's great. It, yeah. And if you need privacy, buy those now. And then, like you said, financially, get the pretty part when you can. Like, yeah. You can. Or just put on it's my robe. It's not cute. Or just put on your robe. <laughs> well, but you wouldn't put roller blinds in your kitchen, would you? No, I wouldn't. I would, You no. just need to cover a little bit. Like you said, if you wanted to be in your kitchen naked making coffee, you deserve to. So, Well, I have, yeah. you know, my children living here at the moment, so I probably <laughs> won't be doing that. <laughs> and is your um is your is your son's girlfriend still there? Yes, Robin. Who yeah, I she, love. she doesn't need to see me naked either. So yeah, we'll just keep the rope on for now. <laughs> oh my lord! Okay, there was that hurricane that came through, mm-hmm. or yes. like a big yeah. rainstorm. Um, yeah. I want to say it was in like early November. Everyone had okay. power out in Atlanta. Yes. 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 Yeah. Was it November, December, mm. October? It's COVID. Anyway, no it one knows. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, whatever. It doesn't together. exist. <laughs> but so um, after that happened, like uh, our dishwasher was working, but it was kind of weird. Like it, um, I could only get like a couple different, like one cycle to run. I couldn't get them all to run. Anyway, long story short, um, 
right after Thanksgiving, our dishwasher died. And if you remember, this happened probably six weeks. This happened again six weeks, like right after we moved into our house and we had our home warranty come and replace the entire control panel. Well, the control panel was dead and also like some sort of pump or something. Oh anyway, to get it replaced, it was going to be, and I'm, I'll talk money too. It was going to be like $550 just for the replacement part. What? So we're like, okay, get screw that. Dishwasher's like, 10, 10 years old. We've already had to get their control panel replaced once. So we had to order a new dishwasher, which was it's annoying during Christmas, but I was ultimately excited because I didn't really love, we had a KitchenAid. I didn't like it. It never ran well. And, you know, it was probably because it was so old. But in our old house, our, our previous two places, we'd always had Bosch dishwashers. And I love them and had never had any problems with them. Even our last house, it was really old and it still worked really well. Anyway, so I was like, okay, I want a di- Bosch dishwasher again. Y'all, COVID. <laughs> Everything is back ordered. Mm-hmm. So um, I wanted a Bosch dishwasher. I could only find one that was in stock at Home Depot or Lowe's or like any of the appliance places. So of course, I'm like, all right, whatever it is, it's, it's a Bosch. It fits. Like, I'll get that one. I'm not waiting till February for a dishwasher. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> um, I can't wash so, the dishes by hand for a month. No, what? I mean, I know that like, <laughs> in many other worlds, like have not having a dishwasher is, is normal, but I not just, yours. You know, yeah, okay. not mine. I like my dishwasher and I have a two-year-old and she is constantly like, you know, making messes anyways. So our dishwasher was supposed to get delivered like three days after Christmas. Um, it is now currently... January 5th, and I do not have a dishwasher still. They have scheduled to deliver this freaking dishwasher three times. Oh, no. The first time, they didn't bring some part that they needed. And then the next two times, they just didn't show up. So that is my trial. I guess my triumph, too. I am excited about, you know, if, if in fact, one day we get this dishwasher, I'm excited about it. But I mean... That's hard. I have to tell you, this is funny. Um, our VP of finance at Ballard moved right before Thanksgiving and was trying to get a washer dryer for his new house. Everything was mm-hmm. ordered. He had to bring his laundry to the office. <laughs> huh? They did not have laundry for like six weeks. At okay. I would be in such so much fear that somehow right. hey, their underwear yeah, would get worse. Like- Tucked under. At least you can hand wash your, your I mean, you I suppose you could take your, your laundry to like a wash and dry place for a little while. I guess. But uh, oh also hard. my range has been my, my range has been broken for like a month. The power stopped working on my gas uh range. So to light to cook on the cooktop I have to light it with a lighter, but the oven does just not work. Uh, There's no electrical. So for Christmas, no oven. Karen, that's your <laughs> Why was that not your trial? You don't know it until you said that. I forgot. Hmm. That is a okay. big trial. Do you yeah. have a, you have a range and of no? You're separate, right? It's, it's one piece. Same. Yeah, it is one, one piece. piece. Mm-hmm. So I do have one sitting at my house that's just not being used. Well, you, no, I have one in my basement. Okay, okay. I have the extra one in my basement. Oh, so my life is not as bad as I'm making it out to be. Um, so you had people running food up and down stairs? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The kitchen. Yes. Oh, yeah. I, we're getting a lot of calorie workout 
it's fine. Luckily now Zach has two functioning legs, so he can yes. do, he can get back in shape. Get to work, kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, so I last night was on the phone at seven p.m. begging with the delivery person, like, okay, please, just this week, just get it, just like, actually, the dishwasher is here in our house. They just they they delivered it. I just haven't been able to get someone to install it and bring this part that they need. And that anyway, so hopefully next time we speak. I will have a dishwasher again. And I hope this this dishwasher is really worth it. So that is my trial and my triumph. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) This is like the longest ever update. So we're going to get to our guest finally. All right. So our guest today is Matthew Patrick Smythe, and he is an acclaimed interior designer who's been on El Decor's A-list. His work has been featured in House Beautiful, Traditional Home, New York Magazine, and more. And he also has a new book called Through a Designer's Eye, a focus on interiors from Monticelli Press. Matthew, thank you for joining us. Thank you for inviting me. Well, I just loved your book because you have um, just the most polished spaces, but yet they also look so comfortable. And I really enjoyed reading about how, um, I think in the introduction, you talk about how you think of the big picture first and, you know, kind of what the designer, you know, or I'm sorry, what the homeowner really needs out of, you know, what they're looking for and everything. And then you zero all the way down into the tiny, tiniest little details. And I thought that was such an interesting way to talk about or to think about design that I hadn't ever really thought of before, but I really loved it. Can you explain a little bit more? Sure. I mean, to me, the, the process begins with when you meet a client, you have to figure out why, why did they come to you? I mean, what do they want? What, what is it? That, how do they want to live? Why are they moving? Why are they redoing their house? What are they unhappy with? And, um, you know, I start with, with, with that. I mean, that, that, that is the core of everything. And then from that, I build up um, the bigger picture, which is actually the floor plan. I, I'm really strong on floor plans and, uh, and strong and feel, you know, very, very um, adamantly that you have to um, start with the floor plan. Because if you have a very organized floor plan, you can add and subtract as much as you want. You can get, you know, you can get, you know, the maximal look or or the minimal look, whatever you, whatever you like. But the floor plan has to work first. It has to function. And I start with that, and then as we work out the kinks with the client, then um, then the you know the colors start to flow, the fabrics start to come in. You know, it's an easier process at that point. They 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 think it's overwhelming in the beginning, but as you start working together, it starts to narrow down. So the floor plan isn't a re- about design. I mean, it isn't about the style. It's yeah. really, like you're saying, just about the function, figure the out how function. the room will work. Exactly. You know, and I never also, thought about that way. It's, okay. it's also great for designers and, you know, for anybody doing their own home. Once you have that and you have the measurements down, your options um, are easier to choose from because you know what you need. You know what's not going to work. Um, you really, I mean, I really, I really feel strongly that that's, that's, you know, that when I tell students, people starting out in interior design, say, you know, take a take a course in drafting or, or um, you know, learn how to read a blueprint. I mean, that's the mm-hmm. core. And mm-hmm. once you start with that, then you then you can start being creative and you can build on that. You know, you're not necessarily locked into that floor plan, and the, you know, you can tweak it around. And also, when things get into place, you move things around. And you know, it's I always find it's interesting when I do a show house or a client's room, or I'll do a sketch of what it should look like in my mind, and then I go back to look at it when it was done to see how close it was because you know things really? come up along the way, and and you, and you you have to be a little bit flexible. You know, you're not going to be a slave to the floor plan, but it's a great guide. 
Mm-hmm. That's what, what I was going to ask. It, it, like, you know, do you ever get in there and you're like, oh, no, this doesn't work quite how, as I envisioned. I'm going to have to shuffle. Exactly. I mean, sometimes I'll, you know, I'll see it and I'll say, okay, you know, like that, that I thought looked good on this wall, but it really looks better on this wall or in this room. Let's move it around. And I think you have to give yourself the flexibility. And, and that's what makes the adventure fun. I mean, that's what clients, you know, enjoy the process. And, um, you know, if, if I, if I, did, if I started out doing it, if I started out knowing what the room's going to look like when I finished, it wouldn't be that interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> true. Yeah. Very true. That's what I love about <laughs> antiques. You know, when you're shopping for antiques, you know, it's just you never know what you're going to find and it can change the whole direction of our project. Or, you know, when a client sees a fabric they loved it, they didn't think they were going to love. You know, they, they had no idea it even existed and wasn't in their vocabulary. And all of a sudden they say, well, I really love this. What can we do with it? And then mm-hmm. you make it work. You know, it's just, it's a, it's, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a fun adventure with the client. It can be. Yeah, a little puzzle. It is. So, so when you are antique shopping, are you mostly looking for a footprint or uh, a proportion or scale or something? Or are you just looking for beautiful things and finding a home for them? <clears throat> well, this, like, for this weekend, I'm driving to Essex, Massachusetts to an antique dealer who has some things I want to see. I've seen it online. I, I, as, as much as possible, I try to see things if I can in person. It, he's three hours away, but it's still reasonable. And um, you know, and I have my floor plan. I, I know that I need a console and it can only be this big. It could be smaller and then I can add two chairs on the side if I want to, but I know it can't be larger than the wall. So I have that down. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, That's and, a problem. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. You and, can't and, rearrange and, to fix that. Not at all. Not at, <laughs> you know, you don't, you don't want to explain that to your client. But, um, but, but I, also I want to be, I want to fall in love with something. I want to trip on it. I, mean, I just want to find, okay, I wasn't thinking of that. That wasn't something I was, and I saw it in person and, and the color of the wood is so beautiful or the painted finish is lovely. And, and why not? Well, let's try it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Even better than you imagined. I love Take that. So one of the things that I really was struck by in your book is I feel like you use, and I'm, and I'm especially noticing this, but based on the fabulous vase behind your head right now, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you use, Objet so beautifully and the way you style them. I it's interesting. I feel like because you you do use so many antiques in your work, but I feel like the way you style it looks so not modern, but you know, fresh right. and different. Right. And a lot of times it is those accessories and those objets. So like can you kind of walk us through maybe where in the process you're choosing them and how you pick I'm that sh- thing up? Yeah, that's a good question. I'm choosing them every day, you know, because you never know what you're going to, what you're going to find when you go out there. And, and sometimes I'll think, okay, I should have bought that a long time ago. And, and so, you know, if you see it, you should get it if you love it. And there's always going to be a place for it usually. And um, I never, I've never bought anything for myself or a client just to fill a space. You know, it's all about, I look at the silhouette of a piece. If you look at that vase um, in the, in the book, it's, you know, it's all about the silhouette. It's about the profile of uh, the, the color, the texture. And sometimes with, with a memory, you know, I also have a lot of things in my house of places I've been to, and I and I don't feel that you really have to buy the the mem- the uh, the piece there when you're there because sometimes you can't find it. You don't have time to go right right piece, but you'll come across an antique shop and there's a um, a Taj Mahal model which I have in my apartment, and I found that in Low Lime, Connecticut. But it reminds me of the trip I took to India, mm-hmm. so it doesn't have to be. Ah. The mo- you know, I don't have to bring it back from there necessarily because you know. But it's but it's just I have things around me that remind me of where I've been. I mean, and styling is sort of spare, even. I'd say. I always think you know you should 
you know, start with three objects that always is a safe guide and see what happens and, and pull it together and maybe take something away if you, if you have to, but you know, you have to play with it and, and having some breathing room around something is not bad. And, and just, and if this piece is really interesting, it, you know, it can stand on its own. It doesn't have to be filled up with a lot of other pieces. Mm -hmm. You speak in your book about artisans and really trying to utilize them. Mm -hmm. um, is there a way to find good artisans? Well, you know, we're lucky now with, with the internet, especially with Instagram, there's so many people popping up. And um, I've found, you know, good people on Etsy. Um, you know, you just, you, you, you know, as you scour through and you see things, I, I've, I've approached artisans on, 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 on Instagram. Um, that's a good way to start. I've found, you know, occasionally up here we'll have a, like, a, like a craft fair. And there's always somebody there that, of, of interest that you can, like, you know, and they, they may not exactly have what you want, but you can ask them if they can make it. Mm -hmm. Well, you talk, when, look, Taryn's saying you talk in your book about things that are made with hands versus things that are made with machines and why to you they're so much more special. Can you explain to us a little bit why, why it's more special? Well, you know, when I see something that's made by hand, I'm always wondering who made it. You know, it's just the idea that somebody made this and then, you know, 100 years later, or even 10 years later, we're enjoying it. And, you know, and somebody, and usually the object is something that somebody put some time and effort in, not just the design, but to, to, to fabricate it. And there's, there's a process that goes with it. Mm -hmm. And I just, you know, I just think it's, um, it's always nice to honor that process. Is it something about like the imperfection or? It can be, it can be the imperfection. It's, and it's also the, and then the, the opposite, you can appreciate the perfection of somebody who just mm. took the time to make it so perfect. Um, and it's just, it's just the concept. You can, you know, you can usually tell me some of my machine things are very nice, of course, but um, you know, I just like the uniqueness of something that's made by hand and the mm -hmm. idea that there's not that many of them. Well, I feel like we have to talk about antiques more because you just do it so masterfully. And I loved there was one particular project where you talk about sort of a young um, couple or a young family and they were renovating a house, I believe it was in New York, and they had a lot of inherited pieces, you know, but being a young family, they didn't want it to feel, for lack of a better word, old fashioned. And um I wonder if you could just kind of share with everybody some strategies or ways that you refresh pieces that maybe someone has um, lot, fell out of love with. Sure. Well, you know, if, if somebody, if something's good, it, it stands up even with, other, with some more contemporary pieces. I love antiques. I mean, the reason I got into this industry because I, I fell in love with antiques and, it's, and it just led into interior design. And as I said before, you know, I just think it, it adds something to a room that nobody else has. And it's, um, and, and I love the hunt, and I love you know just just the you know the thrill of finding something that I wasn't expecting, and I think with the young with this, the, that young couple we were talking about, um, they, she wanted to use some of her mother's pieces, but she didn't want it to look like her mother's pieces. So we were we were we, we some some of it had to do with put separating it and putting it in other rooms so they weren't just all together, so it was more isolated, and maybe turning some of the pieces into, for lack of a better word, sculpture. So it was just you could appreciate it on its own, the form of its own, you know, the line of the chair, and we balanced it with more contemporary pieces and contemporary art that they love to collect, and it looks just a little bit more. Um, it doesn't look like secondhand; it just looks more like it's going to another generation. And also, I think the pieces she's choosing now, the more modern pieces she's choosing, 
there's an idea that you know someday her daughter might want these, and and, True, I, and, the, yeah. and the process will start all over again. Yeah, that's a great point. The well, there was also that. Of life. <laughs> exactly. It's true. Um, there was also that one example of the. I don't think it was the same house, but the um, the client who had the owl painting that she loved so much. Same house, yeah. And I loved that story. I know. I, I really like that. She, you know, she. I remember she said, "I have a painting, and I don't know, and you know, blah blah blah. You might not like it." And I did like. I liked it a lot. I, I just have this thing about owls anyway, but it, it had nothing to do with it. I loved how it was pa- painted. I knew who the artist was, and um, and I just, you know, we didn't we didn't consciously decorate the apartment around those colors, but it just fell into place. You know, it just. And it probably did subconsciously. Everything, everything, you know, everything adds up. I mean, everything you see, everything you feel and touch and experience shows up somewhere. So I think that painting did did sort of set the, set the, the tone of the, of the apartment. But I love the idea that she wanted to use something that, that reminded her of her childhood that her father bought. She remembers when he brought it home. And it's just, it just makes everything, you know, it's just so much more. And you know, like I said, what we're talking about, you know, her daughter will remember a painting her mother just bought for the, for the apartment. So, it's, you know, it's all, you know, we have to keep the story going, the narrative moving. Yeah. Well, it's crazy to me that you wouldn't want those, um, like, sentimental pieces in your house. I mean, isn't that kind of what your house is all about? It's about, you know. I think so. I mean, I do think so. Yeah. Especially, yeah, especially, um, you know, I, I do think, if anything, since COVID, we've learned to um, mm-hmm. appreciate home. And the yeah. things that are around us, and 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 maybe everything doesn't have to be as disposable, and everything has a yeah. chance, and we can, you know, we can bring out things. You know, can you can also put things away for a year. You don't have to have everything out all the time. You can bring it back out; and it's fresh again. Um, but I, I I think I tell people to slow down before they get rid of things. Just look yeah. at it again. It's like kids and their toys. They get That's bored true. of them after they have too many. You know, you right. take them away, you bring exactly. them back, and, and it's exciting again. Exactly. It's all new. <laughs> or when you switch out your winter wardrobe, you're like, oh, my gosh, I, I forgot that. I had that sweater. I love That's it true. all again. No, it's so true. And then you can do the same thing with, with, with accessories. And even, you know, mm-hmm. it's, and you can move furniture around. Nothing has to be, nothing's glued down. You know, you can, right. you can, you can switch it around. Well, I noticed that you use a lot of sculpture. And I think that's something that you don't always see that much of because... You know, you think of art, it's square, it hangs on the wall, you know. Um, why do you like sculpture so much? I, I like it because it adds another dimension to the room. It's not flat against the wall. You know, you, you, you can see light move around it. There's a, another um, another layer of, of texture and interest in the room when you have sculpture. And, uh, and, and it brings me also back to the, the things that I love by hand. You know, every, all, I, 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 pretty much everything I have, except for one piece, I knew the artist. Uh, in my house, anyway, and, um, and and I and I try in general the art I have. I, ha- I like to have a story with it. I just I'm just not buying a painting. I want to know who it is, and maybe I know them. And usually I know them, and um, I just want friends. It doesn't have to be investment pieces. I just want things that um, I'm like a karma. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I just realized that I didn't even mention this in your introduction, but um, you reminded me with your mention of light. Okay, tell everyone about how you're a photographer and how that influences your. Um, yeah, that just sort of happened by exactly. sort of by accident. I was well, everything. Everything sort of is, is there. Was such a thing as an accident. I um, originally when I, I I grew up in upstate New York, and I grew up in an area, and this is long before cable television had all the home shows. So, you know, I didn't know what a tier designer was. I had no idea growing up that that was a career or an option or any, you know, or it was totally off my radar. So, um, 
I was going to be a photographer because I got interested in high school. You know, I, I, I was went to a very small school and I they actually handed me the camera and said, do the yearbook. And I so I did the whole yearbook just I, and it just taught myself photography, I taught myself darkroom, everything. And, and put the yearbook together. So then it, I started doing more and, you know, I was going to, so I always thought my path was going to be a photographer. And then I stumbled on this career, career design and I got sidetracked, which I'm very happy. <laughs> but then 10 years ago, you know, the iPhone was, came out and it was so easy. To, you know, I had put the camera down about 20 some five years ago and stopped using it, except for the little point and shoots that I would have on trips. But with the iPhone 10 years ago, I, st- I realized I was taking pictures and and I thought, you know, if I'm going to put this on Instagram, I want it to look good. You know, so let me go back to the skills I had when I was a photographer and straighten up this picture and make sure the composition is good. Not just to throw it out there. Mm-hmm. And that started getting me back in the groove of taking photographs again. And because it, it, it's also so easy, you have the phone with you. It's not like you have to bring the camera out and, you know, sit through all the settings and it's very fast and um, you can improvise. And it's so that that just started my interest in photography again. Mm hmm. Well, I've noticed your Instagram is is sort of half decor, half landscapes, exactly. almost. So, is that landscape as inspiring to you as decor? Or like, to- what's, to- your, totally, what's your connection totally. there? Yeah, no, totally. I think there's, like, I, you know, I think as I said before, I think everything adds up, no matter what you see, and it could be a sense, you know, with the landscape, it could be the colors, it could be the the scale, the you know, the, the drama of it all. Uh, or it could be very subtle. It could be, you know, that misty morning when it just, you know, you just see the fog and, and a few trees. So it's, you know, it's, there's a variety in there, but um, it all, it all adds up. It all adds up to, and, and shows up in design at some point. You know, the, when I, I, the photographs I have in my book that with the projects, they're not necessarily came, the project didn't become because of the photographs or the photographs because of the projects. It's more like a mood board. And it's, it's probably, you know, all these things just fall into place eventually at some time. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, speaking of your photography background, your photography teacher gave you a little, I guess, I don't know what you call it, catchphrase or something that you now use sort of to guide your design. I was wondering if you could share that with everyone and sort of tell them the story. We were looking at your photograph and you said to me, when you look at it, think about it, who cares? Is it really good? You know, is it that interesting? Is it only interesting to you? And maybe that's, and that's fine. But if you're going to put it out there with your name on it, think about, think, think about if it's really, um, is it your best? Is it your mm-hmm. best shot at that moment? Is it mm-hmm. the best you could do with that scene? Is it the best you could do with that, with that, with that image or which lends itself? Is that, you know, is that the best I can do for, with the fabric? Is that the best color choice I have? You know, just don't take it for granted that you know it all. Just make sure you double check that you're doing it. You're, you're putting best foot forward. Mm-hmm. So it's always in the back of my mind. Is it? Who cares? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I love that you said beautiful room, but who cares? Exactly. So I feel, I feel like that's something we can all sort of repeat exactly. to ourselves. Yeah, exactly. So that's you know, I just want to, you know, it, not you know, not everything has to be you know, the ultimate. But you know, you just, and, and and it's in the various degrees. You know, like who cares? But and you will care if you have something interesting in there, something personal, or something sentimental. Then you care. Mm-hmm. Or, right. uh, you know, who cares if it doesn't work too? I mean, you're yeah. putting function first and exactly. yeah, that's the most exactly. important. It is. It is. Yeah. Um, there was another project that you did, which was, I thought it was so beautiful. It was sort of a um, seaside home that you worked on with Peter Penoyer, who was on the show a couple of weeks ago. And um, it felt so light and effortless and very casual, but yet I thought it was so interesting because you you did decorate with a lot of traditional antiques. So I feel like sometimes those, you know, you don't think of like 
antiques, casual living. They don't always go hand in hand. So I was curious if there were particular, you know, strategies or ways that you kind of inject that casual effortless vibe well, despite using more, you know, traditional. With the sounds of the beach, a lot of the antiques have a sort of, um, for lack of a better word, a rustic feel to it. You know, it's not, mm-hmm. it's not a high polished finish. It's not a fine Regency English antique, but it has a little texture. It looks like it's been somewhere. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's been used. It's definitely been um, appreciated. And it's also a lot of different places we found the antiques. There's a lot of Asian pieces mixed in there. You know, there's a, there's a, almost a relaxed attitude about what we put in there. And I think mm-hmm. that lends itself to this house so well. Yeah, I love that as a concept. Just, you know, thinking about like sort of letting go of like time periods and stuff and just thinking about the material or the, you know, and letting that guide what you're you know, choosing. If, if, sure. If you, if you, if you balance, you know, if you balance color, form um, and texture, you can, you can, you can mix a lot of things together. But you do dis- you do divide your site, your portfolio into city versus country. Mm-hmm. Why do you do that? Well, there is there is a definite um, usually there's a there's a definite distinction between the two. I think the country tends to be it can be formal, but there's there's a more relaxed in the city. Things have to function a lot more. It's it's a faster pace. There's my, my clients, you know, they go to work. The kids come home from school. There's, there's after school projects. There's a there's a constant. Um, things have to function. So there's a slight formality to it, and because it has to be a little bit more precise. In the country, it's a lot more relaxed, you know, usually, and it's a little bit more, um, you know, user. It's all user friendly, but it's a little bit more about you know just having time off which makes a difference. And that changes the space, I think. Well, and you speak to location being important. And I think that reads right into it. You know, Mm -hmm. again, if you're in the country, what are you doing out there versus in the city? You know, a looser attitude a little bit. Exactly. And, and, you know, I've done houses in the country that are are formal-ish, but I try to, I try to balance (laughs) it out, you know, with a little bit more, um, like a lighter touch in the fabrics maybe and um and, and i love whimsical things i love things that that bring a smile to your face um even in a serious project you know i try to get things that um you know it's a little subtle things that might amuse somebody whether it's an accessory or you know in the artwork or and fabrics that you know all my fabrics i try to um i you know i want them to be sort of happy fabrics you know i just want everything to look good i want everybody to look good and I want the fabrics to, you know, sort of um, be a good, great back- backdrop for the family. Well, we mm-hmm. all want to look good, so we right? <laughs> must have a lot in common. You know, my, my living room, my living room in New York, which is in the last book, ten years ago, um, is all red. The red living room, and I had a friend to a party one night, and she said, she said, "Wow, everybody looks so good with these red walls. I, could, I wish I could go through life with this wall behind me." <laughs> so, it's true. It's really red. red walls at night look great. All right. So something else that I could not help noticing over and over is your affinity for round dining tables. Mm -hmm. I mean, you seem to use them a lot. I do. I do when I can, because it depends on the room. What I like about it is everybody gets a chance to see each other. You know, it's Mm -hmm. all, and it's all very equal. It's all very, um, you know, everybody's, everybody has, is on the same level. You know, there's not that. Mm-hmm. Also, you, you don't have to necessarily talk just the person to the right or left of you. You know, you have full access to everybody. When the room's not being used, I just love the idea that you can walk around it so easily. It just feels mm-hmm. like a nice, you know, flow around the room. 
and I love the way, and usually, I mean, I love round pedestal tables. That's my favorite. Um, but in general, yes, you're right. I do, I do, and if I can, it's, I think it's a nice luxury to have a round table. Mm-hmm. I love a okay. round table. I know. I, I have That's one. What I have. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, let me ask you a question. And I think I know the answer to this, but I want our listeners to yeah. know too. But if you have a round table, do you only have one type of chair? No. Not, well, yes and no. Um, yeah, you'll see in my book, I do I have both. I have a, a very formal living room that has matching Louis XVI chairs. But I have a, another uh, house in Westport, Connecticut, which is which is the, the, the breakfast room with a round table and the chairs. I have two modern chairs and an antique chair mixed in, in between. So I don't think you have to have all matching. You know, if you, if you can carry it off, do it. Is there a reason you would choose one or the other, you know, depending on the space? Um, no, it's, I think it depends on the client. You know, I think... Okay. Uh, for myself, I would mix. I, I do mix them because I like that. I also tend to with my with my own house. I don't necessarily have all the chairs around the dining table on a regular basis. So, they, they, mm-hmm. when they get pulled up to the dining table, they don't match because I'm using them in the room for other purposes. But um, no, I think you know. I think it's nice if you if you if you can break it up and, and if you find a really interesting chair, like even a single chair, and just treat that as like the special chair in the room and use it as. You know, as mm-hmm. as the as the object of interest, I, I would do that for sure. Yeah, and a few of them you skirted. It looks like yes, something you enjoy. Yes, sometimes I do that. It depends on, you know, I it depends on the room, and it depends on how many legs are going on. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. it gets the room can get so busy with legs between the the dining table, the chairs, all the chairs, the sideboard. You know, it's mm-hmm. it becomes a room of legs, and if I can. <laughs> Um, sometimes I like to balance it out with something a little more solid. Yes, yeah. that makes sense. We talk about, about that. that. No, I just told my my husband we were looking at sofas this weekend. And I was like, "Well, are we doing a skirted one? And then are the chairs in the room? Are they going to have legs? We can't have too many legs." And right. he was like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like by that same token, you don't want all skirts. Not all skirts. No, no, no. That, that gets heavy. So <laughs> exactly. you know, you know every, everything's about balance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a fun party of different people. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And you know, it's interesting to see who goes to what chair. Oh, a little personality and say, okay, that tells that's a, that's a lot about it. someone's exactly. About that's someone's who, that's who takes it. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That's kind of fun. Oh, yeah. Well, so you you mentioned your house, and I loved how your house was sort of a like little exclamation point at the end of your book because, in many ways, I felt like it was totally divergent in terms of style from a lot of the projects and. I just loved that. Um, well, you know, a lot of a lot of the theory behind the, for the projects that I put put it picked for the book and did in the book was this um, about life changing and changes in life. You know, I have stories in there about clients who um, are starting new, starting new life together and they just want to start from scratch. I have stories about a young couple who wants to upgrade and change that as their children get older. I have another one who you know. That once a gear downsize. I mean, it's it's, it's all about um, how changes in life. And for me, it was I had I lived for a long time in a seventeen ninety house, and uh, which I loved. And I just wanted something new. I just I just fell in love. I, I fell. I didn't really fall in love with my house right away. I fell in love with the site, and I fell in love with the potential it had. It was a mess, but um, I could see through it. And I, I was the only one who could see through it. People said later, they said, you know, we really thought you were crazy when we bought this. We just, we didn't want to say anything, but we just didn't understand what you were doing. 
And uh, but I knew right away. I started right. I saw through it right away. But I wanted something. I wanted to change. I'd been there long enough, and I wanted to try, you know, to, to evolve a little bit more as a designer for my. And it, it, what better way to to do that to practice on yourself? And I, I've always been fascinated with ranch houses. Like like I said, I grew up in upstate New York, which is in town with all ranch houses. So I always thought one day I'm going to grab one of these and just make it interesting, you know, and see what I can do with it. And then this this house appeared on the market. I'd been looking at it for a while, and then the price dropped. And I went over that day to see it, and um, I bought it the day I saw it. And I just wanted to try something new. And I also wanted to try doing a 70s ranch house without it looking like being a slave to the 70s ranch house look. So, you know, I have a couple of 70s pieces in there, but mostly it's, you know, I have an Irish Georgian sideboard right in the middle on the cover. Mm-hmm. Yes, I loved I was going to ask you and about that. that, that was a wonderful story that when I first started, I worked for David Easton for, for many years and it started, then I started my own business. And the first client I had, this was the first important piece that we bought, like the first really good antique from a, a, a firm called Florian Pap that was in New York at the time. And it was an Irish sideboard and I fell in love with it, just being Irish and the idea that this was handcrafted by, you know, back in Ireland or probably in England by Irish people, but, you know, but the Irish craftsmen worked on this. I just loved it. And so I, um, so they had it for years. And so I was finishing my house and, and the client called, her husband had passed away. And she said, you know, I'm downsizing and I don't have room for this. And I know the market's not great right now, but she goes, I always know you love this table. Would you like it for your house? Oh, so came that's back. so nice. I know, that's I know. Sweet. So that's why it had to be. I'm like, I dedicated my book to the, those clients. But, I was going to um, say, I hope you sent her a copy. I, I did, <laughs> I did, I did. That was very sweet. And um, so that, you know, that that was really quite special. So I wanted to balance some antiques, but I didn't want it to be fussy. I didn't want an overly antique looking house. Mm-hmm. And I just said, so that's where the, 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 the point about spreading it out a little bit, you know, just giving it some breathing space, the antiques. Well, I would definitely say everyone, you know, needs to go. I think this just the shot of your living room, I feel like is just, I just love it so much because it, it just shows how one great antique can really make the room because exactly. I really feel like exactly. that, it doesn't that have to table be just makes yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, but I'm working, it I'm working for space. another young couple right now that a project that I'm loving and, this, and they bought a um, 1820 house and they want all antiques right from the beginning, right? Like everything. And that's been wow. fun. Again. It's been fun to go out there again, and just you know, just shop for beautiful pieces. That's where I'm go- going Saturday to look at that dealer. But I'm loving the hunt again. So are the they, people are loving it again. They yeah. are. Yeah, I'm getting that's a lot of people thing. asking for antiques again, and you know, it's you know, I think um, it's nice to mix things. Nice to mix it with with new things. I just think it, it makes both look better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if they are doing all the antiques, I'm I'm fascinated by this. Um, how are you sort of? Making it look new and different with the upholstery. Ah, yeah. So the, all the upholstery is being made, all the upholstery is new, and some of it has not necessarily modern, but has a clean line to it. And I'm mm-hmm. doing that with, also with the fabrics and um, the carpets. Elizabeth Eakins doing the carpets for us, and some of them are really quite crisp and sharp, and they're going to be. Mm-hmm. What kind of palette is it? A neutral palette? No, not at all. Okay. Um, she likes. Um, it almost has a faded purple tone running through the whole house, Ooh. and then some sharp, red, sharp reds mixed in with that, <laughs> mm-hmm. and a little bit of tobacco mixed with that. So it's you know, very interesting. Yeah. She, she picked a hollyhock chintz from Lee Jofa that I haven't used in thirty years, twenty five years, wow. 
And, and wow, I love so that it's still around. It's still around, mm-hmm. and it comes in linen or chintz. We're using the linen. And I thought, you know, this is exactly what I envisioned. And this how is how old are these clients? She's probably 26, 27. He's probably 34. Oh, my gosh. And they have a little three-year-old. Wow, that's awesome. That's great. And the apartment in New York is very contemporary. Are you sharing it on your Instagram stories? Because I feel like we need to see. Susan? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Great. <laughs> I'm going to put those things on to like the end and the client says, okay, you can't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, what we didn't mention is that your house is painted all black, right? Uh, the outside is. It's, it's mm-hmm. actually Benjamin Moore wrought iron. Well, Caroline has a, a, a ranch that she recently just painted black as well. Yep. And it's the scandal of the neighborhood. Oh, yes. It's, well, it's, always, a, the it's best. always a scandal in the beginning. And then, and then they ask and you. And then everyone else it. copies you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, so you always want to start out being the first to, to scandalize the neighborhood. Because eventually. Well, I, you know, you, you're, so wrought iron is sort of like a dark gray. And I kind of wish I had done the dark gray. I went true black and I, yeah. Yes, it, it it reads black. You know, in certain lights, it reads black. You know, but it's yeah. exactly it's sort of that sort of that like that iron gray, exactly. But but on the darker side. But inside, the if house, only I, had spoken to you six months ago. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but in, but inside, I use um, there's only two colors throughout the whole house. There's the the super white, and then there's the Benjamin Moore Notre Dame, which is my new, my favorite mm-hmm. color, which pops up a little bit too much in my book because I love <laughs> it so much. But. Um, but it's it a, reads as sort of a black, doesn't it? it, 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 it yes, that's what's great about the color. It reads black. It reads dark green. It reads bronze. It brings brown. Ooh. Depending on the light, mm. it's really got. Yeah, it's very pretty. It's got so much pigment to it that it's um, it's quite rich for subtle color for subtle dark color. I've used it a lot. I have to find another color. <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, if it works, it I works. Mean, it works. It works. I just used it again this week. So. <laughs> and it always, it always, I always love seeing it. I always, you know, it always looks fresh to me. So. Uh-huh. It must be one there of those that goes, which, like you said, just goes so many ways that it's okay. so fun to watch. And, and also, you can get with with that color. You know, I've used it in my house with more contemporary pieces. But I also, in my book, there's a project in Westport, Connecticut, where the husband's office is painted in that. And we have traditional furniture in there, and it looks great as a background for that. Mm-hmm. But there are those colors. You're right that, and we have some in my house. You know, you walk in and you just continue to love them. Yeah, and why over not? Over and over. Exactly. And why? Why do we need to reinvent that? Why are you saying you need to fall in love with another color? No, 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 I, <laughs> no, you know, only because you know, just to so it doesn't seem like I'm just oh one track. Yeah, you're a one but, note. Exactly, like one note color guy. Yeah, but I just now I just have to. Um, no, I don't have to do anything. I, I like it and it works. And um, but eventually, it'd be nice to find something else. Just to just to. You know, or not somebody, or just add add another color to the to the palette. <laughs> There's always something new to fall in love with. It, it it's true. You know, I use a lot of colors. You know, I, I'm talking about yeah. this color, but most of my stuff is, you know, most of my projects are very colorful in different colors. You know, I, I don't really have um like my office. I don't keep schemes to reuse for people. I everything's I, I shop fresh for everything. We you know we we, mm. we don't keep we don't keep a library. No, you no, don't. don't. No. Well, wow. only because I've been lucky for the D and D building um, in New York is so it's that's been a great access, you know, uh, you know, to have that has been a great luxury. But um, I try not to. I try not to. Sometimes you know, I have like books of trims just for the basic trims, like for the for the piping and things like that, mm-hmm. and, and basic tape trims. But even with that, we we shop if it's a elaborate trim for window treatments or something. We we shop it. Mm-hmm. 
I just want, I just want to, I don't want to be stale. And I just, I, you know, if, you know, so as a designer, you know, that shopping process is the fun part of the job. You know, that's after true. that, it's all paperwork. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, that's where you get inspiration too. Not yeah, I mean, totally. mostly I, travel I, and all that, but seeing what's out there and what the new fun stuff is. I mean, exactly. Right. And I, you know, and seeing what new fabrics are there. And sometimes, you know, just coming up with combinations you weren't thinking of because you, you know, you saw something new. Right. Yeah, um, trims. I love trims. I have trims on everything just because it, it's usually very subtle, but it's just, just nice finishing touch on, on, on everything. So pretty much, I think almost everything in my book has a trim on it in some, of some sort, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it's, um, but, uh, you know, but yeah, it's just, uh, I try not to, um, repeat myself too often. Well, oh, go ahead, Caroline. No, you, you go. You go. Well, I was going to say, I noticed you say you, you mentioned in your thing, in your thing, your book, uh -huh. um, <laughs> Or maybe it was in your bio, I don't even know, that you've uh, done the Kip Space Show House five times. And I saw four of them in your portfolio. Yeah. And for those of you who aren't familiar, Kip Bay is a, 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 well, it's actually not just in New York now. They have it in Palm Beach, I believe, yeah, as well. Houston, yeah. um, uh, but it's very um, prestigious. And it's right. so lovely to be invited to do it. And that you've done it five times is just a really amazing. Mm -hmm. But as I was looking through your portfolio over the years, um, the, the years I looked at were 95, 98, 2001, 2011. And to, to see kind of the, the, the shift there's, there's in the look. One. There's one tucked in there for 2008, that, 2009, 2008. That, I, that I'm talking about. It's, um, it's, it's a room I did. It's probably put them a lot of fun. It was a room I did with Gloria Vanderbilt. I wanted to ask about Gloria because you yeah. talk about her in your mm -hmm. in your intro. Right? Are y'all besties? Were you besties? <laughs> we were very we were very good friends. Okay. And um, yeah, and she was. What happened was I was at that time I was I was on the, the decorating committee of Kips Bay and, uh, and on the board, and it was the it was the year, it was the year of the crash. Everything was bad, you know, and. Nobody really wanted to commit to doing the show house, and we found a great house, a big house, but we weren't sure we'd fill it, be able to fill it with designers that year because everything was just sort of dark. So then I just thought maybe we can do some something that's different, not not just designers maybe think out of the box a little bit. And then I realized I had been talking to Wendy Goodman, who um, is an editor, and she's she was working on a biography of Gloria Vanderbilt of her life and, and through photographs. And we had talked, we had met at a Christmas party, and and she said she was telling me about it, and I just thought, oh. So this was two months later, and I thought, I wonder if Gloria Vanderbilt would want into her room, maybe, maybe about her artwork or something like that. So I wrote to Wendy, and I said, do you think Gloria Vanderbilt would be interested? And she wrote back, I'll ask her. And then two minutes later, an email came back, came back, said, can you be here at 5 o'clock? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so, so I went over there not knowing what to expect. And um, Wendy was there because they had been working together on the book that afternoon. And um, I sat down, and she was absolutely lovely. She was just so sweet and charming and um attentive and, and focused and um and she you know i so we started talking about ideas for rooms and finally she said i'd love to reach I, what i really always want to do is reproduce my room that i had when i was 16 years old that my aunt richard vanderbilt whitney had made for me i never had a room before because i lived in hotels with my mother and i never had my own room and and, I, and then after she lived with her aunt she, she had her a, a man's room that was left over that she lived in. But so she went away to boarding school and at Christmas they picked the driver picked her up and said, you're not going to the fifth Avenue house. You're going down to Washington Muse in the Greenwich village where um, Gertrude Vanderbilt Whitney had built, um, bought a Muse house that she was fixing up. So um, she, she walked into the house and it was all done up and her aunts pointed to the a little door at the top of a little staircase and said, go look up behind the door. And she went behind the door and there was this room 
that was just to turn it for her. And she described it, and she also she has great diary. She had great diaries and, and paintings, and she said it had silver wallpaper on the floors and the ceiling. And it, it, she described the color mauve, um, pinkish um, silk tap silk um, fabric on the windows, and it was snowing that night. And she had a day bed with carved flowers and, and, and a chest of drawers with a unicorn painted on the side and a little oval mirror. And so I had all these details, and she said, "Let's let's do this room." So I took all her notes and her, her drawings. And I reproduced the room. Wow. And it was so That's- much fun. And it, and it not only just re- reproduced the room as a room, but we, we narrowed it down to that evening, the night she first saw it, where she was going out to a dance that night. So we had records on the floor of records that she would have been listening to at the time. We then found an oh. old record player. So it was, it was a great little moment that we had. And mm-hmm. then we finished the room, and it was all over. And, and then I thought, maybe, okay, well, this was nice. And then I got a phone call from her. I, I want to do some things around my apartment. You want to help me? So, did ten years of um, a nice relationship, working relationship, and friendship. Wow. Well, it's so. I think it's so cool to to know. Um, and and we actually talk about this a lot. People's first rooms or childhood rooms mm-hmm. being very formative for right. you know a design career or just their their life in general. So I think yeah. that's really. Cool. Yeah, yeah it, was really fun. it was really fun. It was really fun to. It's almost like you know playing detective a little bit, and and then searching for things that look like those pieces. And How it, practical know. is wallpaper on a floor? I oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. It wasn't on the floor. It was on the walls and ceiling. Okay, oh, not the floor. Okay. I'm sorry. Did I say floor? I, I, I apologize. Yes. I was like, well, that's kind of cool. I mean, oh, no, maybe no, that's no, really neat. Who no, knows? Yeah, no, no. Only <laughs> be barefoot in here. Oh, no, yeah, I, I, I meant to say walls and and ceiling. I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 wasn't that crazy? <laughs> But I mean, Much it's a little different. sad that she didn't have a room till she was sixteen. I know. Did I you know. give her a big hug and tell her we all love her? I mean, yeah, it, it was the room was a great success, and everybody came and everybody loved hearing the story. And um, she was a lovely person. You know, she was really, um, she was very professional. She never kept me waiting. She was very on time with everything. She was very focused. She worked very hard on her books and her writing. Um, her worth ethic was incredible. I mean, it was very inspiring. Mm-hmm. And she was just a very nice person. I love that. Well, one of um, we had, you know, we're, one of our design partners is Miles Red, and uh-huh. one of his first um, rooms that we photographed. He, you know, he designs furniture, but sure. it, you know, we have to put it in a space, and he right. has to conceive what the space looks like. And so, one of the um, wasn't one of the, one of the first ones he did was uh, sort of a reconceived notion of Gloria Vanderbilt's living room, where she had the pink check. Oh, yeah. on the sofa and, and the walls yeah, and the ceiling yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah and so we upholstered the walls in sure. a big pink buffalo oh, check and put it on the sofa uh, and everything <laughs> it was it was quite shocking for all of us but it but, was very you know very if, you, cool. if you look through um, wendy goodman's book on Gloria vanderbilt she her interiors were so creative all of them you know and, and even her very traditional with with antiques but she always you know, she, she they were always very interesting, and 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 the, and she would she would paint things on the walls and and paint things on the fireplace and 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 in the bathroom tiles, and you know, she just she loved to paint, so she was always something was always going on somewhere. Hmm. It was fun, it, it, for me, it was very different. It, you know, it gave me it came at a good time in my life because I was just, not, not I was getting bored with things, but I just thought you know I needed I needed to see things differently, so. Um, and I think, you know, I think when, when, we, when I started with the photography with the iPhone, a lot of it had to do with sending Gloria pictures of places I've been. And then that stirred me on to take more pictures and take better pictures and more interesting pictures and, you know. 
so it was, it was a nice relate. It was a very nice relation. I'm very lucky. She was that. an inspiration. She really was. Mm-hmm. She really and still is. I have one last sure. question. Okay, and it is about the title of your book, "Through a Designer's Eye." Mm-hmm. How is your eye, or a designer's eye, different? Well, I think f- for me, my you know, I, I'm not sure how different it is, but I think, um, I, I think I focus on details and big pictures at the same time. So I think there's a combination of both. Um, I think we, as a designer, you have to be out there. You have to be looking. That's why, you know, when we travel, you know, you have you have to go to places to capture the nuances of where where you are. And I think that's, and I think in terms of design, you all the time and you know everything i do is is design oriented in my mind and even in photography or you know just everything you know getting dressed everything everything is has you know, it comes through that so i think it's about learning it's about being aware of things and being and being open to seeing things mm-hmm. yeah think, that makes sense deep question karen i, I like that right yeah trying to make sure you know All right, well, let's do our dilemma. Let's do it. (laughs) Okay, so this week, um, our listener Jenny wrote in and she wrote, Hi, ladies, I'm a weekly listener to your podcast. And and she meant you, Matthew, I apologize. I love listening to you guys visit and I always appreciate your input to the decorating dilemmas. Here's my question. I'm currently designing a new home and the dining room will be sort of a sunroom style dining room, a room with windows on all three sides. Because of the layout of the property, the prettiest views are on the left and the back of the sunroom. So I'm placing my sideboard on the right. The problem is that this off centers my dining table in the room, which would make the chandelier off center to the table if it hangs in the middle of the room. What would you do? I'm considering off centering the back windows so that the three windows to the back of the dining room are centered with my table and centered the chandelier on the windows instead of the center of the room. I've attached a screen grab with the kitchen and and doing room. I think she means dining. Yes, I think so too. Dining room of the house. It's still a work in progress, but you'll understand the room a bit with this graphic. All right. I'm just going to briefly describe what she's got. She sent us a lovely floor plan, which is always so helpful, Jenny. Hint, hint to the rest of you. (laughs) Floor plan is very helpful. So it looks like she almost has a square dining room. And um, two of the walls are almost full of windows. And then one wall has a wall in the center and then has windows on the sides. And then she has a rectangular dining room in the middle. And she's feeling like if she puts a sideboard on one side, she has to then center the table in the space that's left. And then that puts everything off center. And what should she do? Well, the room is 15 feet wide. So it's a very generous width for for a dining room. So the sideboard is not going to throw off the room. One one of the things we're looking at the floor plan, I I know it seems like it's going to, when you look at the plan, you see that piece of furniture there. But you have to remember, that's only like 32 inches high off the floor. It's, it's, it's a sideboard, so it's, not, it's going to be below eye level. And it's not, go, it's not going to affect the rest of the room. You don't want to start moving windows because then you throw, off the, you throw off the balance even worse. And then think about the ceiling, too. You don't really want to move the chandelier over to the left and then have this big expanse of white on the other side. If that piece was like a, a, wall, a floor-to-ceiling cabinet or an armoire, I can understand you know, her, her dilemma, but she has plenty of room there. 
and I wouldn't touch mm-hmm. it. And one thing I would do, because there's no there's no flow problem there whatsoever. But one thing that could be very nice there, looking at the reason why she has the sideboard there with the windows, you know, just put a big mirror over the sideboard. It's going to reflect those mirrors, uh, those windows, and the view. You, you know, it just sounds like this beautiful view, and you'll get that from all angles of the room when you have that, and that'll open up the room. Once she does this, she won't even think twice about it. It's a nice symmetrical room, and um, I wouldn't play with it. Just keep keep. It's more important, as she said, which you know, it's a good question to bring up, especially when you're when you're early stages of this. But it's more important to keep that chandelier on center with the windows straight ahead, because that's what, that's how you walk into the room. But and, Matthew, mm-hmm. wouldn't she keep the table on center as well? Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So oh, keep yeah. the table every, right in the middle every, of the room. It, it's yeah. all good. You know, she has. Yeah. She's. She, you know, she's. She has she, it sort of drawn a little over because I think she wants to center it in her empty space. I'm like, no, yeah, just no, move just, it just, over just, to the yeah, middle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Move up to me because there, there's still a lot of room. Fifteen feet wide is a good space for a width of a dining room it's yeah, very right. healthy and it's ne- you never especially with this piece you, you know you, it's not a floor to ceiling it's been you, your eyes going to go right over it and right out to the view so don't don't mm-hmm. worry about it. You're, you're, you're in good shape it sounds like in essence you're overthinking this jenny right like just center the table well, it's, well you know it's good to overthink now while she's in the good right. space, true true place, then true. worry about it later and and to get the answer and then she'll never have to worry about it again yeah. But can you imagine if you moved into a house and the <laughs> the the back windows were off center, it would drive you oh, like absolutely nuts. No, 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 but, but also you have to remember when you start thinking about that, you have to go outside and see what, what it does to the exterior of the, of the house too, because you don't really True. want to play with that. Because this, this looks like it's a nice addition. Who has ever designed it? It's a very good floor plan. And it looks like mm-hmm. a nice nice sized room. It's, it's nicely proportioned. And I, mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't play with that. Yeah, she has yeah. a lot of space. It's really yeah, lovely. She does. It's really nice. That was an easy one, Jenny. Gosh, yeah, but 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 it was good. It was you know I you know made me think twice. But yeah, but Jenny's in good shape. Matthew, yeah. sometimes we get some real humdingers. Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, they're like forty-five questions really wrapped into one. Uh, <laughs> I love things like that. I wish there was like a little game show where we could all sit around and, just, and we don't know what the quick you know answer what? is. Is like, and, and and somebody has to like, uh, you got to see who who does the best over your head. You know, that's right. Fix a that corner. Pause meter. How about in a couple months you come back and we can do as many decorating dilemmas in one episode as you can possibly we'll do like a quick fire. Decorating dilemma challenge. Yes, yes, exactly. But you, yeah, you have yeah. no prep time. It's literally no totally like, solve it. We can have like four designers, and whoever solves Ooh. it first, exactly. like wins a hundred dollars for the charity of their choice. Okay, I'll, I'm game. Just right? <laughs> that would be fun. Now, now that, that I, had, fun. I had to work, just I love this. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, we will. Don't worry. Okay, I'm <laughs> We're here. like spinning the wheels now. I think it'd be fun. <laughs> I agree. I like it. Matthew, can you tell everyone where to find you, follow you, see your work, buy your book, all okay. of that good stuff? Well, it's um, my my Instagram page. It's just Matthew Patrick Smythe is my Instagram tag. My book is available and hopefully at a lot of bookstores. I know it's also available um, through Amazon. Um and uh, my my website is matthew at matthewsmythe.com or matthewsmythe.com. I've made it easy for everybody. So just you can skip the patch. You can just go to matthewsmythe.com. But um, dumb around. And if anybody has any questions, they can just send me. Just you go to my Instagram page, send me a question, I'll answer it. Awesome. And the book is called Through a Designer's High, A Focus on Interiors. Yes, it's beautiful. I appreciate it. Really it. Thank you. That's what I mean. say. Thank you. No, so engaging. Thank you. No, I had, I had fun writing it. And, and actually, Judith Nassiter actually wrote it with me. But I mean, 
she, you know, she made it sound good. She took all the uh, uh, out, <laughs> but um, and, and she's she's very she's a good friend, so she knows she knows what I'm talking about. But it was it was a fun. I love putting a book together. It's, it's such a fun process, and and um, mm-hmm. it was it, I did it all last summer. Wow, kudos! Yeah. You did it really well. Yeah, no, I yeah. did it. I did it. I just knew I had to focus on it, so I gave it Thursday and Friday of every week for twelve weeks. And, wow, and it was fun. I loved it. Wait, are you saying it's it good- only took you twenty four days to do that book? Yep. Wow. Okay. Twenty four days and ten years. Twenty four days and ten years. Not much, y'all. Twenty four days and ten years. Yeah. That's what somebody once said to me. You know, when I, when I did a carpet collection for Paz von Martin, they said, "How long did it take you to design it?" I said, "You know, probably a Saturday afternoon." They said, "Only a Saturday afternoon." I said, "Yeah, Saturday afternoon. You knew Saturday afternoon and twenty five years of looking. Uh-huh. <laughs> so uh-huh. I pretty right. much knew how to narrow it down. You know, so yep, right. So it was you just have a designer's eye. Yeah. And so it, it was just a. Yeah. Yeah, because I, 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 yeah, it all adds up. Like I said, that's what, you know, everything you see, and I think with my photographs that shows in the book, everything you see comes out later. And as you start to focus mm-hmm. on it, realize why you're enjoying the moment. Yeah. Absorb it. Take it's a important. minute to absorb it. Exactly. Wow. Well, thank you, Matthew. Thank you. Thank you for inviting thank me. And that's our show. You can find all of the show notes on our blog, howtodecorate.com slash podcast. To send in a decorating dilemma, email your questions to podcast.ballarddesigns.net so we can help you with your space. And of course, follow us on social media at Ballard Designs. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. And please leave us a review. We'd love to hear your feedback. Until next time. Happy Happy decorating. decorating.